So it's it's been um, eight years uh, since your debut between Here and Lost. Um, you've had a bit of a gap in between releases. What have you been up to in that gap? Yeah, um, man, a lot has happened. You know, obviously, um, you know, uh, people that were you know part of Love and Death, we kind of went into our own bands, sort of say, you know, for a while. And um, I joined a band called Islander, and I was with them for almost three years that was in 2014 when i joined and um you know brian obviously had uh rejoined corn and was back with them and um and our producer jason rao at the time you know he had ended up joining breaking benjamin Mm. and uh so everyone was just super spread out different schedules everything you know so um we've just kept busy you know doing our own thing over the years and um, which made it a little tricky with trying to do a new record with Love and Death, you know, and yeah. it's taken so long. But, um, but yeah, just been doing music still, you know, still, uh, still plucking along. So awesome, man. So, so when when did kind of the um, when did you when did you guys decide? Okay, right, we're gonna get back together. We're gonna record a new album. Uh, when, so when when did that start, and how did it come about? Yeah, so it originally. Um, you know, it started a little bit after the first record came out, you know, like we never, we never like made the decision to like stop. It wasn't like decision where it was like, yeah, we're going to like take a hiatus, you know, it just kind of happened because everyone kind of got split up with their own thing. Hmm. Um, so we had started working pretty, pretty early. I mean, you know, in 2014, we had started writing new stuff. Um, and I think just about, probably like once or twice each year up until like 2020, you know, I would meet up with Jason um, and Brian and stuff and we would just work on stuff, you know, whenever we could, when schedules would line up. And um, yeah, so it it originally started not too long after the first record came out, but it just um, was a little rough trying to get it to all happen. (laughs) (laughs) I say, I, I suppose it's one of those things because you because you guys are all so busy, you know, with your own stuff. It's just trying to. I mean, do, do you guys live close together or? Um, some of us do. Yeah, Brian and Jason they live in Nashville, Tennessee, um, and then I actually live out in Arizona. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm really the one that's far, you know, because our drummer Isaiah also lives in Tennessee, so I'm <laughs> I'm the odd man out over here, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then our, our producer, Joe Rickard, um, he lives out in L.A., um, so there's also that, too. So when we were doing the record, you know, it was um, it was a lot of, like, you know, back and forth on computer, you know, sending ideas and yeah. doing stuff remote. So, um, but we made it work, you know. Yeah, man, definitely. 
Um, so you guys are set to release your second album, Perfectly Preserved, on the 12th of Feb. Uh, so tell us about the new album. Yeah, um, again, this album's been, I guess, eight years in the making, you know. Um, we uh, we put a lot of work into it, for sure. You know, a lot of time's gone into it. And, um, you know, especially last year, you know, when we kind of came back to everything, you know, because of the pandemic going on, that kind of freed everyone up, you mm-hmm. know, with schedule-wise and stuff to be able to finish this thing, you know. And we didn't want to take that time for granted, you know. So we were like, let's do this, you know. And um, So, you know, we sifted through. We, we must have had maybe 20 to 25 songs or if not full songs, ideas, you know, that we um, just kind of went through and we're picking and choosing, you know, like, this is strong, mm. throw this out, you know, this could work. And, um, you know, after doing that, we ended up uh, writing, I think it was like four more songs, mm. you know, uh, in 2020 because we were like, you know, this stuff's good, but I think we can beat it, you know, what we had. So, um, and I think we did that for sure. Um so yeah, definitely this record, you know, a long time coming. And also, you know, with everything going on in the world, we had all that in mind too when writing, you know. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I mean, so I, I read that you were 15 when you joined Love and Death. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? And kind of what was that like? Um, you know, sort of joining line up with obviously head and and you know being being such a huge influence in metal what was that like at that age yeah it was um it was crazy you know i i wasn't looking to like join his band or anything you know um what had happened i was uh i had a youtube channel and i would do a bunch of guitar covers you know just for fun Hmm. and uh i mean i was still i was a sophomore in high school at this point you know and um and the band Thousand Foot Crutch, they were doing like uh, auditions on YouTube for like a guitar player kind of thing because their guitar player left or something. And um, yeah, so they were taking like public auditions from people. And um, I was like, you know, I'll do it. But it wasn't really like a thing where like, I hope I win. It was more of just like, you know, maybe this could get people to see my channel and subscribe to my channel, you know, just get more followers and stuff. Um, so I did it and um so weird so a mutual friend on facebook had shared my video and she was friends with brian's tour manager at the time and uh at that same time brian was looking for a guitar player for his band and he had like a tour coming up in like a week and a half and so um his tour manager hit uh hit my friend up on facebook and was like how do i get in contact with this this guy you know and and uh they directed him to me and I was like, what in the world? You know, he, he was like, hey, I work for Brian and Boats and we're looking for a guitar player. And I was like, uh, okay. Sorry, no. <laughs> Wrong number. Like, I was like, hold on, let me ask my parents. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, I'm 15. And they're like, what? Like, they thought I was like 20 years old or something from the video. So, um, so yeah, I, I hit up my parents and they were like, absolutely, you know, which is really cool a lot of parents would be like, no way, you know, but, um, my parents just really believed it was, uh, what I was made to do, you know, and they saw it as an opportunity. So they were like, do it, you know, be awesome. And, um, so long story short, you know, we figured out all the, the details and a week later I was on a plane flying to Nashville and 
met Brian and the guys and we started rehearsing and then I was on my first tour. It was just like crazy. And then like two weeks into that tour, I turned 16 and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just, it's crazy looking back on it. It'll be 10 years in March this year that that happened. And uh, man, my life just completely flipped upside down, you know, but in the best way. So <laughs> when I look back to when I was 15, I think I was just sitting in my pants playing PlayStation. So you, you beat me there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Did you hear that? Yeah, we come through. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Someone's trying to FaceTime me. So do they want to join the call? <laughs> <laughs> so kind of listening through to, uh, to Perfectly Preserved, the, the guitar tones are absolutely huge. That's something that really stands out to me. Is just the guitar tones are just a wall of sound, and, it, and you know, like, obviously you've got the kind of the the signature sound that Brian's got but obviously your sound coming into that as well it just thickens everything up um, Connor I just wanted to have a little bit of a talk about your, your current setup uh, kind of what, what, you, what you've been using and what we use on the album that sort of thing yeah um, so for live and stuff um, I'm using a Kemper actually um, I've been using that for almost two years now um, I was using before that, I was using the Axe 2 for about six years, and it was great. Um, and then before that, I was, you know, using, like, uh, like a Mesa Boogie Triple Wreck and stuff. Um, just the, the Kemper, man, just for me personally, like, I do a lot of, like, fly dates and stuff. And so just the the ability to travel with it, you know, and it, it sounds so good, too. You know, I mean, to most people in the crowd, they can't tell the difference between that and a real amp. And sometimes I can't either. I'll I'll listen in between. I'm like, oh my gosh, it sounds like just exactly like the amp, you know? It's crazy. Um, so for live, you know, just for, you know, making it easier and having everything programmed, effects and stuff makes it a lot easier for traveling with. But, um, but for the record, we, uh, we used a big combination of different stuff you know the main the main tone for the rhythm guitars we use like a Bogner Ubershaw mm. and uh an EVH 5150 um and then we blended in like a Mesa Boogie triple rec in there as well yeah and um and we experimented a lot like we did you know we did a live cab with mics in the room and stuff and then we also experimented with uh using like cab IRs you know and yeah. um doing stuff like that so um, it was fun, you know, just to kind of like experiment, you know, and do stuff. Cause we wanted the tone to be, you know, I mean, nothing against like, like metal music and stuff, but a lot of it, you know, has kind of become very super polished, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. I love that sound, but we wanted more of like a, like it's still polished. The production's good, but it's also got a like natural, um, a great tone to it it doesn't sound so processed in a way you know yeah um so that's what we're really shooting for with that and even like the drums and stuff too you know we we recorded live drums and um we just wanted it to it still be huge but it sounds like realistic you know Hmm. um but yeah we we also use the kemper too you know for a lot of like the overdub the lead stuff and everything and um you know on the rhythm guitars you know we also used a, a clon in front of the guitars as well um like an overdrive pedal and which sounded awesome we got like a real one that we rented from a guy in la and i was like like i had never seen or held a real one before and i was looking on the back the serial number was like number 
12 or something. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> it was like crazy. Um, but yeah, we didn't use like a ton of effects, you know, like it was that, you know, like a couple overdrives and then, um, you know, we used like a Univibe pedal for mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of that weird, that weird like corn sounding, like, wee, 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 you know, yeah, like yeah. that, that kind of stuff, you know. Um, so we used that and then um, a couple chorus pedals and, and then a whammy pedal, you know, for some, uh, like on the song Down, you know, the riff, the wee, doo, doo, doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but other than that, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. It's not super insane on like effects and stuff, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of, you know, the, the rundown on what we did, you know, not super crazy, but, um, but I'm super stoked with what we achieved with the tone. You know, we went through, um, we went through multiple mixes of different tones, you know, when we started mixing the record, hmm. um, you know, EQ wise and like, is it too dark? Is it too bright? You know, and yeah. um, whatnot. But I think we got it to sit really well where we got it now. And um, yeah, <laughs> sounds, sounds great, man. Um, so, what, what's the writing process with Love and Death? Do you, do you guys like meet up to write, or is it? Or is, I mean, obviously, I know with obviously the pandemic and things like that, obviously it makes things a little bit more difficult. But generally, what is what is your writing process? You know, is it a meet up and chat and and uh, you know showcase? Is there a main songwriter? Or do you just sort of like uh, you know what, what, what's your what's your process? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think this record we wanted it to be even more of like like a band collectively writing and also like a collaborative effort. You know, with um, some friends of ours. So um, you know, when we originally started writing the record, you know, it would kind of be where we're all coming up with ideas at home, mm-hmm. sending stuff back and forth. And then when I would actually meet up with Jason or, you know, Jason and Brian, um, we would kind of, you know, elaborate on those ideas and start like forming them into actual songs. And um, so that's usually how it works, you know, it just kind of starts with an idea, someone from home, and then we would just pick up on it once we were together kind of thing. And mm. um, and then, you know, when we came back to everything in 2020, we had started writing well, actually, back in 2017 is when we started writing with um, uh, Keith Wallen. He's uh, the other guitar player for Breaking Benjamin as well. And um, amazing dude, fantastic writer, singer, you know, awesome. And um, he brought a lot of really cool ideas to the table with the record, too. He's one of the main songwriters with us. And um, so we worked with him and uh, our producer, Joe Rickard, as well. You know, he had some a lot of input on the songs as well, given ideas and song structures and stuff like that. And um, and then another friend of ours, Tom Hain, um, he used to be the drummer for the band In This Moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does writing and uh, producing now. And um, we had met him back in like 2013 you know love and death did a couple shows within this moment and uh so that's how we connected and stayed connected and um after that so uh so we wrote a couple songs with him as well so um so yeah it's just a huge collaborative effort you know from everybody and i mean everyone was throwing lyrics around you know me brian and jason were throwing guitar riffs around and whatnot so we all just kind of you know made it a big group thing not just like all right you just write every single thing for guitar you do the you know so um which made it really cool you know because 
bouncing ideas off each other, you know, some stuff you probably wouldn't have come up with on your own, you know, so having kind of uh, people to bounce stuff off of and get ideas from them as well was really cool. So, mm. so okay, it's like perspective, isn't it? Like, you, there's this things in your in your playing that you don't always hear, isn't there? Yeah, um, yeah, it's like some things you don't even notice, you know, or like um, some of you know Brian or Jason, like I'll point stuff out that they don't even notice, and they're like, whoa, you know, like so it's cool to just you know put our minds together and kind of brainstorm and make this thing happen you know so three guitarists in a band it sounds crazy but it, it worked <laughs> <laughs> um so you guys love to throw in a little sneaky cover of, of notice so uh, obviously you had the cover of whip it by devo on between here and lost um and you've included a very unique cover of let me love uh, Let Me Love You uh, by DJ Snake and Justin Bieber on Perfectly Preserved. Um, how did that come about? Where did you go, oh, I know what we need to cover? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was never like a set idea, like we have to do another cover, you know, on the, the record. Um, but it was back in 2017, I remember. It was, uh, it was me. I'll, I take blame, you know, it was my idea. <laughs> Justin Bieber fan. But, I, you know, I, I've i never been, like, I just like rock and metal and everything else sucks. You know, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm a fan of music in general. You know, I love melody and um, just, yeah, a good song, you know. So I, I like a lot of pop stuff. I like a lot of metal rock stuff. You know, I, I like a lot of everything. So, um, but I remember when that song came out um, originally. I think it was 2016 when that song came out. And, um I remember hearing it and it was, I, I really loved the lyrics and the melodies and everything about it. And I know Brian did too. And, um, and so in 2017, I remember I was putting, I was driving in my truck and I, I put the song on, you know, and just out of the blue, I just had this idea of just this huge, like this huge riff and these like four on the floor drums. And just like, I was like, okay, this could be cool, you know? And cause I, I could hear that, you know, the, the key of the song too, it would work with our tuning that we're in. Um, so I was like, okay, this could maybe be like super cool. So I remember I raced home and I, I made a really terrible demo on GarageBand cause I didn't know how to record anything decent yet. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I sent it to Brian and Jason. I was like, all right, hear me out guys. Just give me a chance here. Check this out. Tell me what you think. And, uh, they loved it. They thought it was really cool. So, um, and so then, you know, we ran with that, and then uh, we ended up hitting up a good friend of ours, Lacey Sturm, uh, who used to sing for Flyleaf, and um, she was all about it. You know, apparently she had, like, uh, some close personal ties to the song, you know, like, as far as, like, what it meant to her as well, too, and, and everything. So she was really stoked to uh, be a part of that, too. So, um, yeah, so I, I know it's, like, a little, uh, you know weird that we you know covered a Bieber song to a lot of people but um I think we did it justice you know we you know Brian and I love mixing melody and like heavy stuff I think mm. that's one thing I could say we both really love so um this was a song that we could really do that with too um so yeah We'll see what people think. I love it, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know that it was as weird as Whippy. I don't. I don't know which one was weirder. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty weird. I remember because that was Brian's idea, and I remember when he first, you know, brought up doing it. You know, before we had even started working on it, and I was like, "Really?" I was like, "How do you make that like 
a, a rock song, you know, but like it's it's a complete different song, you know, like structure and the way it sounds and everything. But it's pretty cool how it turned out. Mm. The, I mean, like, the thing that I love about Let Me Love You is I was sitting there listening to it earlier on and it was before I even, oh, you know, you're sitting there you're going, I know this song and I don't know where I know this song for. Oh, you heard it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Okay. Um, and and cool. I, I, was, I was sitting there going, I, I know this song from somewhere. And it yeah. wasn't until like I sort of I searched it, I was like, oh, that's where I know it from. Yeah. <laughs> and it just like, clicked there. I, I wish I wrote that song. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, kind of, uh, let's let's harken back to the days when we could gig and, you know, you could get out on the road and stuff like that. Those wonderful days. I, I can't remember what they were like. I know. It's, <laughs> it doesn't seem real anymore. It's like, I know. Really? <laughs> um, so, I've, I've seen some wicked footage um, of you performing on a cruise ship. Um, in the beautiful warm sun and obviously you know um, but kind of what are some of your favourite venues and places that you've played and why yeah um, man it's it's really tough because I love you know the thing about smaller venues and clubs is like you're it's more intimate you know with the crowd and Mm -hmm. stuff like there's a there's just an energy there you know you're like right up at the guardrail with like people and stuff and like can really interact with everyone so i love that um but i also love you know the huge like the big festivals and stuff too because obviously there's like a ton of people and it's just like crazy you know (laughs) um but um yeah i mean some venues that i really love playing at um there's one called the machine shop yeah and it's like a really well-known uh it's in flint michigan but it's like a really well-known venue and um every time i mean i've played there multiple times i think like five times maybe and um every time you know just the people there have been awesome to you know whether it was with love and death or um you know i also played there with islander and um either way you know everyone was really cool and people that kicked me out to the shows were great and it was it was always like a good experience playing there um and uh there's some other ones you know i love uh oh man what is it called it's it's a venue out in um utah and i can't remember what it's called but it's like uh it's got like multiple venues in a venue you know um but that place was really cool it was really nice and um yeah so i i have it's funny because like when you show up to a venue you've played before it's kind of funny because you remember like how to get around from last time and you just kind of walk in and you're like hey everybody (laughs) you know it's like um and I remember we would get excited when we would play some places again. We're like, oh, man, that place was great last time. Like, I'm super stoked to play there again, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's quite a few. I, I can't remember the names of a lot of them. But, um, but yeah, there's some definitely that I remember. And, like, when I see, when I would see that we would play there again, I'd be like, oh, that's going to be great, you know, so. <laughs> um, kind of, uh, do, do you kind of, do you keep up to date with uh, like the upcoming bands and, and things that are around your uh, around your around your area? And, and kind of, who's who are you sort of champion at the moment? Who are you seeing sort of coming forwards and, and pushing out? Yeah, I I try to. You know, it's man, there are so many bands. You know, it's like it's crazy how many new bands there are. And um, as far as locally, you know, I. There's a couple of bands I know because of, you know, like friends of mine that are in the bands, you know, out here. But um, the 
I think the music scene out here in Arizona isn't like huge. I mean, there is one, but it's not like crazy, you know, like like Nashville or LA or something like that, you know. Um, but uh, as far as like just in general, like up and coming bands, maybe not local, but just in general, like um, one of my favorites that I've heard is a band called uh, Spirit Box. Yeah. And uh, man, when I first heard them, I heard them through. Um, well, I think it was Octane or Liquid Metal or something out here. They did like a live, you know, show of like bands filming themselves just from home, you know, because everything going on and doing like a show out of it. And they did one. They played like four or five songs. And dude, I was just like, what? Because this, they have a female vocalist and she like, her voice is incredible, just like her clean voice. But then she transitions into the craziest like growls and screams I've heard. I'm just like, <laughs> it was nuts and and the music's awesome too you know so i was like wow this is sick um so they're they're like probably one of my favorite up-and-coming bands that i've heard you know so far and um and yeah there's there's so many i know there's so many that i've heard of and i haven't even checked out you know because i hear i feel like i hear about a new band almost every day <laughs> you know? um but I'm stoked that there's still bands, you know, that are still pushing hard, especially with what's going on right now. You know, like there's still a lot of bands coming out of the woodwork. I feel like it's almost, uh, you know, our bassist, Jason Rao, I've, I've heard him say this before, but it's almost leveled the playing field, you know, with everything going on as far as like, you know, bands aren't able to tour and stuff now. So now it's it's almost all it's all online. So now it's almost given brand new bands a fighting chance in a sense as well. You know, like to be seen or whatnot, you know, it's not like, you know, these huge bands are just kind of like still dominating, which I mean, they are in a sense, but now it's almost like, you know, these smaller bands have a chance for people to see them because everything's online and whatnot. And so, um, so I think in a way it's kind of cool. It's almost been kind of a reset, you know, and giving people a chance. So yeah, yeah we'll see I mean, it's, it's kind of like I was, I was having a chat with somebody the other day and it's kind of sort of saying like, there's a lot of the, old guard in music now who will will step back in, in you know for for newer bands to sort of you know take that place and move and move forward yeah. you know i mean there's there's the whole discussion of you know who's the next headliners and that sort of thing and it's it's something yeah. i always find quite interesting it's like you know who's going to take that you know even once like people like slipknot are gone who's going to take that spot yeah we i mean i we used to talk about that a lot when i was with islander you know we would you know, I, I mean, I think we were talking with, with Head and, you know, he kind of brought up, you know, like, you know, we we got to start pushing younger bands because, you know, the bands that are, you know, headlining and stuff aren't going to be here forever. You know, like who, like you said, who's going to take that spot, you know, and like become the new headliners, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just crazy to see like that transition starting to happen almost, you know, like we're kind of at that point where there are enough up and coming bands that you could be like, okay, these could be the potential new like headliners for the next like 20, 30 years, you know? So, um, yeah. So the time is now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So kind of checking out your Twitch, um, what games are you uh, really enjoying at the moment? And have you had a chance to, uh, you know, what, what, what console are you playing? Is it you PS5 guy, you an Xbox guy or, and and kind of what are your thoughts on, on the current consoles that are out? Yeah, I, man, I haven't gotten to Twitch in a while just because of all the, you know, the 11 death stuff we've been doing. I've been so busy with it. I haven't been able to be on in a while, but um, 
I want to again, you know, I think once the record comes out and stuff, I'll have some more time to be able to jump back into it. But um but yeah, I I still have a PS4, you know, I um I used to have an Xbox 360 back in the day and like I mean my first console was probably a Nintendo 64 when I was like 4 or 5 years old, you know, and uh, oh yeah, so good. <laughs> I want to get one. I miss playing those games. I got, I got um, one during the last last lockdown. I spent um I managed to get one for like 60 quid and I was so chuffed. <laughs> and, yeah. and I got, got all, all the old games. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Living the life. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I love playing. I think one of my favorite games is probably Assassin's Creed. Mm. I, I love those games. And, um, you know, obviously like Fortnite's a good one. You know, I, I play that with a lot of friends and stuff. And yeah. um, it's just like an easy game to play. You know, it's just like, you say that every time that I go on there, I always get killed by like a little five-year-old kid who's screaming I mean, not at easy me. In like, not easy as in winning, just easy as in like it's pretty simple. You know, you drop out of a bus and you shoot people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. There are like freaking seven-year-olds on there that just smoke me, and I'm like, oh my word! You were waiting no. for me, weren't you? Yeah, but um. Yeah, that and uh, I like baseball, so I'll play like MLB The Show yeah. as well. Um, and uh, the new Spider-Man games have been awesome. Yeah, um, the first Spider-Man game was awesome, and then they came out with the Miles Morales uh, one, and uh, that was great. Um, so yeah, I, I like a lot of different stuff. You know, I'm not like mm-hmm. I'm not like this huge gamer. I'm not like the greatest, you know. But I just enjoy it, even if I suck. You know, I'm like it's still fun. So, yeah. um, I mean, Rocket League's a good one too. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like kind of using Twitch. I mean, because it's it's one of those things like it's kind it's kind of new new to me really. Like I've I've seen like I've, I've had a look on on the on the app and obviously see what people do, but kind of how did you how did you get into that and and you know what, what why did you sort of decide to start up start your own twitch with it yeah i i think i had wanted to do it for a while you know and then once you know the pandemic stuff kind of happened i was like i guess if any time it would be now you know i mean this is probably the best time since everyone's at home you know so um, which was crazy though too because I was you know then I was looking into like the gear to do it you know right and stuff and mm-hmm. um, and a lot of stuff was sold out because a lot of schools and stuff mm-hmm. were using you know a lot of this stuff to stream to do school online you know yeah. so a lot of stuff <laughs> they didn't even have to buy and I was like oh my gosh that's crazy you know <laughs> so I had to wait a while to get stuff it was like I was piecing together stuff over like almost two months you know and then I finally got all the stuff that I needed to do it. Um, but yeah, I think just, you know, with everything going on, that kind of gave me the push to be like, all right, let's do this, you know, like any way to interact with the fans and stuff still. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, for bands, that's kind of what you, you know, you, uh, you work off of, you know, when you, when you're touring and like face to face with people and, you know, those relationships with everyone, that's kind of like, you know, the huge driving factor of, being in a band you know is your fans so um just adapting to being able to you know still connect with them and talk to them and you know have that um even if it's online and i don't see their face you know they're still there in the chat and we're still talking you know so um but yeah i think that was kind of my goal and 
and just to have fun with it. It's like if people want to watch me really suck at Fortnite, you know, they can come watch it, you know. Or um, there's been a couple times too I've done where I'll just sit there and you know play some songs on my guitar, you know, do some yeah. love and death songs or whatever, and um, so it's fun, you know, doing that too. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of going back to, to Love and Death uh, So we've heard three singles so far We've got Down, uh, White Flag And the most recent, The Hunter uh, So two of the singles Have got special guests um, So obviously we, we sort of discussed it earlier on So we've got uh, Keith Wallen from uh, Breaking Benjamin on The Hunter uh, Ryan Hayes from Righteous Vendetta On White Flag And obviously we've also discussed uh, Hey we've got uh, Lacey Sturham um, From Flyleaf uh, on Let Me Love You. Uh, so, who is on your hit collaboration list for future projects, or, or for lo- love, and, love and Death, or you know, who, who would you love to collaborate with? Yeah, um, man, that is that's a tricky question. Uh, I mean, I think going back to uh, when we were talking about Spirit Bo- <clears throat> Spirit Box, I think I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry if she's somehow watching this or something. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but. Uh, man her voice is so awesome so i think it'd be it would be really cool to have that dynamic of like her voice and brian's or even or mine or whatever like just that back and forth kind of thing you know like it would be really cool um i mean man who else i mean Corey taylor would be kind of sick he's got like his his scream is so just like insane like I, it just it doesn't sound like anyone else he's got his own unique thing but it's just like I, I, intense I, I, I love with Corey the fact that even though it's screaming and you think with screaming you think it's just noise but then he's got such a distinct tone to his voice yeah. I, suppose, I suppose it's like Jonathan Davis and you know look a lot of these people that they've got their own distinct sound haven't they and, and, and I love that about Corey you can always hear and go that's Corey Taylor and that's Corey Taylor yeah yeah totally yeah that's what's so rad about him like you said just his his tone is so unique no one can really like mimic that or I haven't heard it you know so yeah that would be really cool um I mean I don't don't know there's so many great you know people out there that would be cool to collab with like it'd even be cool to collab with like someone who isn't in rock like it like shot out of the dark but like maybe like Post Malone or something like that sounds crazy but you know like I I love when there's like collabs that don't make sense almost you know like everyone's gotten in that mode of like okay well if you do a collab you do it with someone in your genre Hmm. but I think it's cool if you like cross you know those genres and be like whoa what that guy did that with that band you know like it's just kind of like a shock like what in the world um so even something like that would be really cool you know Hmm. um but hey Post Malone, if you if you see this, hit us up. You know, we'll talk. <laughs> so, uh, kind of moving forwards, um, hopefully outside of a pandemic. What are your, um, you know, where do you see you guys sort of going from here with the, with the new album coming out? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we hope that you know we can continue to do something. You know, I mean, I know we want to keep it going. You know, I, I think our big thing is. To, you know, we wanted to see the reaction of everyone, like how it was going to be perceived um, with us even like coming back and then like, you know, what people think of the album and stuff. Um, And I think so far it's been widely 
good you know like the feedback and everything we've seen which is awesome and because we've been gone so long you never know it's like are people gonna care you know we've been out we've been gone for like eight years you know so um so it's just been cool to see that people care and stuff and so um you know we've we've got a live stream show happening on friday you know along with the album coming out we're doing a we're doing a, a concert you know later that that night um and uh which is really cool we're really excited and a little nervous you know i uh i mean it's been cool like playing those those old songs again like rehearsing them and stuff like it's been uh it's been kind of nostalgic yeah. <laughs> going back to those songs that i haven't played them in so long and um so that'll be cool you know and then we've we've been talking about stuff for the future and um as far as touring you know i'm not sure what that will look like you know i think every band is kind of in like wait waiting it out you know mm-hmm. and so um so yeah we, we would like to do something as far as like touring or playing shows but not sure what that would look like yet you know if things do go back to normal and stuff like obviously you know we're going to be doing stuff with our main bands you know so figuring out you know if we could do a tour or if anything we could do maybe just some festival shows or something you know so um so we're talking about it you know kind of just seeing what happens with everything and uh riding it out you know that's all we can do but um but yeah we we definitely have plans to keep it going and and do some stuff for sure so <laughs> awesome man well jr thank you very much for your time man i really appreciate you uh, you you're chatting with us here at the razor's edge today uh so perfectly preserved is out on friday the 12th of february uh, 2021 through earache records uh make sure you grab a copy um mate once again thank you uh, it's been awesome talking to you and i hope you have a fantastic day yeah thanks for having me man all the best man